Oh my God, everybody listening today, amazing guest. Not only is she an incredible colleague and so smart in her field, but she's a very good friend, someone that I actually grew up with. So welcome, Michelle McVitie. I'm so excited to have you on today. Thank you. I know we were flower girls together when we were so little. <laughs> Who would have thought, right? That 20, 30, 35 years later. I don't, no, no, no. Like 10 years ago, 10 years ago. <laughs> So great. You know, I love connecting and working with you because although, you know, I'm the expert when it comes to parenting smaller children, you've got some great tips on some of the challenges that we might be facing with our children as they get older, but also even with ourselves as parents. So I'm so excited to talk to you. Our hot topic today is going to be wanting to quit and finding your joy again. And uh, Michelle, I know that you're an author and you've actually written a book about this. So before we get started on our hot topic, um, share a little bit about yourself and your journey and what you're doing right now for parents. Wonderful. So yes, my name is Michelle McVitie. I'm a child life specialist, uh, which is traditionally um, a role that you see in hospital for psychosocial support. But I have worked in medical and um, pediatric mental health. And I'm an author, I'm a speaker, and I do corporate talks as well. So I'm an advocate for mental health and an advocate for self-care, and I would say self-compassion as well. So I have worked with children and families for over 20 years. I've been in the trenches, and I really um, understand what education and empowerment and support, how it can make a huge shift. Amazing. And you are a plethora of, of knowledge, information on all topics, parenting and even self-care. So I'm excited to have you here as part of our village, because that's all about what these recordings are for, is introducing my village to all of the parents that are out there and expecting parents that are out there. So hot topic of today is finding your joy again. And I think that's something that we don't think about. And I love that we can be even proactive about this. So for anyone out there that maybe doesn't have a child yet, but they're expecting, this information is really important to know because it's easier to prevent it going in than to try and change our mindset and change things as we go. It's not impossible. You certainly can do it. But um, to start off, tell me some common concerns or struggles that you've seen uh, parents and mothers have in their journey in this world. And, and then we can kind of roll our robust yeah, roll so, from there. Yeah. So what, um, as it pertains to finding your joy, um, I think a lot of it is reframing um, what fulfillment looks like for you. So I think a lot of people feel um, stuck. They're kind of um, spinning their wheels and feeling as though they have to do it all. It's only me doing things and you're surviving instead of thriving. And when you're in that huge um, snow globe of stress, then your perception is off. The, the things that make you upset, the things that you quickly, your head pops off. Um, you know, you don't get excited about things anymore. So these are the things that come up where it's like, this is not what I thought parenthood was going to be like. This is not Instagrammable. I am exhausted. I can't enjoy myself. There is no time for me. How am I supposed to do that where I'm running everything? I've got, you know, two or three children or even a newborn or whatever their situation is. And they just feel like they're drowning. They just feel like they're, you know, their head is barely barely coming above the water and they feel like they're sinking 
And when you're in that space, you just feel so overwhelmed. You don't make good choices. So what we tend to do is we shut down or sometimes we act out, you know, we quit, we get angry, we want to quit, but then we think, well, what am I going to do? And I can't leave my kids. I can't do this. And do you really want to quit? Or is it, I am so angry that I'm now setting boundaries, but I'm doing it in a way that's actually destructive and not helpful and may actually push people away. So that was a really long answer for a simple question. <laughs> no, I love that. We've no. talked about this before in terms of the super mom syndrome or the yes. super parent syndrome, where yeah. we find ourselves trying to do so much, unrealistically so much, yeah. and almost becoming robots through it all, where we're not actually enjoying the moments and enjoying what we're doing. So we've, we've had these conversations so many times back and forth, and I think yes. it's a really important topic. Mm-hmm. So give us some insight, some tips however you want to call them on how parents might be able to relieve some of the anxiety or some of the stress and get back some of that joy. Yes. I think the key is small steps, um, small, consistent steps. So depending on what you need, then you go from there. And sometimes we don't even know what we need. So do I need more help? Do I need more sleep? (laughs) Do I need to put more fuel into my body. Uh, So what is it that you need? And what refuels you? I'm a huge advocate for self care. But without self compassion, there will be no self care. So the first step is to say I am worthy of this, and validate your struggle, validate your efforts. Because we are so hard on ourselves. If there is somebody that is your friend, or even someone that you see on social media that's struggling, we reach out to them, we say, look, like you're, you're, you're going to be okay, or I'm, I'm here for you, or give yourself a break. We can't do that for ourselves. So tip number one is to say, I am worthy. I, I am doing the best that I can with what I have. And look at how far I've come or look at what I've done today, because we look at the end result instead of our effort. So give yourself that self compassion, because without the self compassion, there's no self care. So that's I, love that. tip one. I love that. That tip, yeah. That's a great tip that actually emphasizes our mission and our message to families. You know, yes. I've said this a few times on some of our recordings that I think over the years, we've been very delicate about how we tell parents when it, in terms of the village, you know, it's always been, you don't have to do it by yourself. You know, there's people out there that can help you. And, Mm -hmm. and that still gives the messaging indirectly that, okay, there is help out there and I don't have to do it by myself, but I should do it by myself. Mm -hmm. And this year I've been very blunt about telling parents, if you're doing it by yourself, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a different message. It's opening up parents' eyes and realizing that being a parent was never about doing it on your own. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes to your tip one about recognizing and giving yourself the permission to know, I don't not know, not only do I not have to do it all, I shouldn't be doing right. it all, which yeah. is, you know, some of the messages that you touch on. So that's a great tip. Yeah. So number two, <clears throat> well, number two, actually, this is a perfect segue right into number two is accepting help. Right. So not only asking for help, but accepting help and taking your foot off the gas. Um, I have talked to parents that will say, well, my partner will say, you know, go and do something. I've got this. There are TikToks everywhere about, you know, 
oh, go and do some work. And then all they can hear is the screaming or the baby crying and they can't really sleep or they can't really get to work. And, and so what do we do? We can't, we can't tolerate that distress or it's not how we want it. So we need, we just jump in and say, forget it. Like, don't, I'm not going to do this. Or if I'm going to take a break, I take a break in the next room. How are you taking a break in the next room? And not all the time can we, can we leave or do things, but just go for a walk, get in your car, you know, go out, (laughs) you know, you may not be able to stay there and it's not realistic to stay there. Maybe sleeping in is not realistic, but what is realistic is to, um, you know, be able to get up early and go for a run or meet a friend for a coffee or something like that. So what are those little steps? And then take your foot off the gas, accept the help because if someone says, okay, I will go, you know, I will take the kids, I will do this. Um, but then you are saying, no, 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 no. But what are you going to be doing? Or how are you going to put the kids to sleep? Or, you know, what are you going to be eating? Or what's the, you know, or I, I'm going to check in all the time. The message is whoever's giving you that break is not doing it the right way. Um, and the message is, I, I, I don't trust you. And the message is, I'm not going to tell do this anymore for you because I'm sick and tired of you pushing back or, or throwing shade or shame at me, you know, because it's our own stress. And what is the worst thing that's going to happen if your child is in the purple pajamas over the blue pajamas, or if they have Cheetos for dinner one time, right? Like we have to take our foot off the gas and accept the help. I love that. I love that. I love even your point of, you know, sometimes going for a 15 minute walk around the block and let's be honest, 15 minutes away from your baby is not going to break anything. Um, But sometimes 15 minutes going for a walk by yourself around the block, fresh air, getting sunshine, maybe having a bit of quiet is probably going to be more beneficial than two hours in the next room, listening to the baby crying, staring at the ceiling, wondering if you should go, do they need help? Are they doing it right? So even sometimes realizing, like you said, what you need mm-hmm. and how you can really best get that. And if a break is what you need, take the proper break. That's going to give you that. That's a great tip. Yes. And I know you've got you so many tips too. I wish I we do. always had hours to talk. That's, um, true. So that's great. So you were about yeah. to say, and, um, and what are you doing in your break? Right. Because maybe at first you're going to have a hard time. You're going to think, Oh, I can't handle this. What are they doing? What's the baby doing? Should I be going? Should I not be going? You know? Um, but you have to do it on a regular basis. Each time you go, you have to be able to tolerate that distress in yourself and maybe in the child that's screaming or in your partner or your mom or whoever that you've dropped off. That's like, Oh, what am I doing? You know, it's like, no, this is going to be okay. (laughs) You know, Um, and, and tolerate some of that distress and don't just jump in and say, forget it. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to follow through. And, you know, in all honesty, when you're whole, when you're taking care of someone else's child, whether, or, or even your own child. So if it's a partner that's taking care of child and mom's going for a walk or the birthing parents going for a walk. Um, I know that when you are holding a child and caring for a child and the primary parent might be, or, or whoever it is taking the break might be in the next room, hearing everything, mm-hmm. me holding that baby, my anxiety is going to go up because I'm thinking, Oh my God, you know, they can hear this crying. Is she going to come out? Am I doing it right? Oh my God. They're not going to be happy with how, you know, baby's screaming right now and I'm not doing the right way. So my anxiety goes up and now I can't even calm the baby because the baby's so anxious itself. Mm-hmm. So if I know that the parent has gone for a walk 
and I've got 15 minutes, I can be a bit more calmer. And I know that if the baby's crying, it's not disrupting the other parent. I can take a bit more time, take a breath. I actually, as the person caring for the baby in that moment, have a better experience. So even thinking about it from that perspective, you're right. Sometimes removing yourself from that scenario, as hard as it might be, even for 10 or 15 minutes, helps everyone, both parents, whoever the caregiver is, and the baby. So a great tip for for that to keep in mind. Yes. Three, third tip for us. Okay, third tip. So I um, am a huge advocate for self-care. That word is a trigger to some parents. They feel like it's one more thing for them to do and one more thing for them to fail at because they're not going to get to it, right? And it's about changing our mindset. And if you don't like the word self-care, then what refuels you? And their social media and advertising, they they sometimes make it about butterflies and fairies and it's very pink washed and all about spa days and getting your nails done. And does that really refuel you? And I think, you know, that piece about finding your joy again is um, what actually refuels you, what actually makes you happy. And if we are, you know, going back to that analogy of the snow globe, if we feel like we're in that snow globe, we are not seeing clearly. There is that, you know, being mindful, right? Being mindful is huge right now. And is your mind full of stuff? Like, what do I need to do? Or are you being mindful, like enjoying that donut that you're eating and sitting down and enjoying it or enjoying a sunset instead of thinking, oh, the la- when was the last time we saw a sunset? Oh, the last time we saw a sunset, oh, we ran into this person and we've missed the sunset, <laughs> you know? So enjoying those moments but when we have so many things going on and we can't make our minds I wouldn't you can't always make it still but at least get rid of some of that chaos we miss those moments so it's about being self-aware and what refuels you what are those things that you know refuel you and also what are those things that you would like to try Um, and it's very simple things but you're making it into a habit you create a routine around it Um, For me, I do a gratitude journal every morning to start my day off with the things that I'm grateful for instead of thinking, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that, you know, and we kind of get into that mode. So that's been helpful for me. I love gardening and being outside. Um, I don't even wear gloves a lot of times because I love to feel the soil and get in there like to watch my plants bloom. Um, You know, I've got my little jade plants in the back. I got, you know, I've got like three of them that came from that one plant so proud I'm like a proud mama right I'm like love it. there's new ones coming in right and if you're if you're got all this chaos you don't realize those little things are what make you happy you know do you love to read but you don't feel like you have time well you can listen to them you can even download them for free like from the library there's um, other other ways to do that so it's making yourself that priority with self-compassion, it's asking for what you need and and expect, accept, accepting the help and taking your foot off the gas. And then that third piece is creating a habit, creating a routine and putting your prior yourself as a priority and putting it in your agenda, putting it in, um, you know, if you just say, I'd love to go for a run, but 
I don't know when, but if you mm-hmm. say I'm going for a run, even if it's I'm going for a run tomorrow morning, and then get rid of any barriers. Where are your running shoes? Put them by your bed. Get your clothes ready. Set your alarm. And even if you wake up in the morning and you're not feeling it, still go. Eventually, that feeling will pass. And then try to remember what you feel like afterwards. Because that's the piece that when you're starting something off, it doesn't usually feel great. And then we stop. But if we continue, right, emotion, it comes up and then it comes down. So what we tend to do even with our kids is the emotion goes up and we're rescuing. Um, But what we want to do is help them ride the wave and see that it'll go back down. So for us, don't rescue yourself. Don't don't quit. Right. Because it's not about quitting. Even though my book is I quit. It's not about quitting. Right. It's about pushing through a little bit tolerating some distress and then afterwards saying, you know what, I felt like a five and now I feel like a six. Um, And it's, it doesn't, it can be one degree of change. So give yourself a break and discover new things, but be in there, be aware of those little things um, that light you up and refuel you. And it's just little things consistently. I love that. I love that. I think that at the end of the day is the biggest tip is that it doesn't need to be a full on spa weekend to practice this self care. Um, But it could simply be drinking a hot cup of tea. Yes. On the porch. (laughs) Yeah. Listening to the birds, letting the wind blow through your hair, even if it's for five minutes. Yes. Yes. So important. Yeah. I love it. I, I love it. And I, I joke about, it's funny that you mentioned that because, um, you know, uh, self-care Sundays or is like a huge hashtag, you know? Um, and so on Sundays I do post different things, this or that. And one of them was, are you a coffee or tea drinker? And some people are none, which I don't understand those people, but anyway, <laughs> but it's true. I got to tell you, I like my coffee, not hot anymore, (laughs) but I drink my coffee a bit cooled down. And I think part of that is because, you know, for 20 years, I drank it cold. So I got used to drinking it cold. So when I get to to drink my coffee and it's hotter, I'm like, Ooh, this is nice. It's enjoyable to have it on. So that's some great tips. It's enjoying those, the smell, the, um, the way it tastes, where you are and you're right. Five minutes five minutes. If you don't have five minutes for yourself that you can just step outside, put a pile on in front of that door to say, I am on a break right now. Announce it instead of trying to sneak away. And then you've got a child climbing on your head, you know, Mm -hmm. make that part of your routine. And when I have my five minutes, then I will take you to the park or then I will get your, your breakfast be clear and be consistent. I love that. I think you need to, I know that you have a lot of tools that you have on your websites for children and families. I think we need to make a do not disturb mom sign. So people know you don't, don't bother me for five minutes. That's you know what I had one as my, one of my lead magnets actually. And I took it off and I replaced it with a self-care workbook. However, I think I need to bring it back. So I think you need to bring it back. And for all those parents that are on the porch, you just put it on the inside of your front door so they know That's not to right. come out. That's oh my right. gosh, Miss Michelle, thank you so much for, for sharing all this information. We have so many different um, recordings that are going to be happening through the series. So thank you so much. But before we wrap up, I'd love for you to share um, one of those, I wish I knew then things, 
something yeah. you know now that you didn't know before you had kids and you wish somebody would have told you? Yes. Um, so I think for me was uh, creating a routine and to get that I'm not a very organized person. And now that I'm becoming more organized, um, that I am an organized person. I, it just wasn't part of my it wasn't second nature for me, right? So the more organized that I feel with those routines and habits, the more in control I feel. And you know, I know you're you're the guru of routines, <laughs> uh, especially with the babies. And that's why I think I struggled with my first was because I didn't even have, I had no organization or routines myself, let alone trying to figure out how to had to figure this out with a child, right? Absolutely. So that I think I needed to get myself a little more organized because now that I'm there, life just flows a lot more easily. Yeah. yeah, that's a great tip. And we certainly do encourage, you know, you can have a routine right from day one. So that's a great tip to get to give parents. So for anyone looking for Michelle McVitie, she's at momthemanager.ca. Um, you're also on social media. Maybe you can share a couple of your social media handles. Yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm mom, the manager everywhere. I, my YouTube is Michelle McVitie. Um, and I also have a Facebook group called overworked to overjoyed because you don't have to do it all. Um, and I do parenting tips. I go live in there. So I'd welcome you into my free community. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being part of my village and now all of yours listening. So for everyone listening and watching, thank you so much for joining. And Michelle, thank you so much again for being on today. My pleasure.